1: what
0: I feel Miami has so much appeal a great place to get us Los Angeles, 2016. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Jalen Scott, and Carrie is away on a very special Golden Assignment, so um, I'm holding down—our guest is laughing at that—I'm holding down the fort here, uh, for we watched a— Probably a very memorable episode. I think it's one of the more memorable ones. It's called The Artist, and it was the last episode that aired in 1987, December 19th, 1987. It's where Blanche, Rose, and Dorothy all sort of, like, try to vie for this sculptor, this Hungarian sculptor who's in town or lives there, no one knows, um, his attention to get them to sculpt him, or sculpt her, one of the girls. Anyway, and then meanwhile, Sophia is having this like practical joke situation going on where she's essentially terrorizing Dorothy specifically, but all of the women, but it's mainly Dorothy that gets it the worst. Um, So, a great episode. Our guest, though, is awesome you he's been on the podcast before so it's not a surprise but it's also kind of an announcement because carrie of course has been away off and on on special golden assignment as i said so we are having we're instituting a new sort of guest host to fill in for whenever carrie and i can't be here and this guy is awesome he writes on the tv land show younger um he has this great live show called haunting renditions which is like Epically awesome. And you've seen him on Broad City, and you've heard him here before. Guys, Elliot Glazer. Hey. Hey. (laughs) It's so weird to, listen, I want to give you guys sort of a setup of, like, how this works in my apartment. So, like, literally Elliot is just sitting there watching me talk about him. To, like, a mystery audience that is you through the mic. I'm looking at the mic as well, if the there. audience is there. Um,
1: but it's weird, right? it's, yeah, it's a it's, little weird. It's a little weird. It's fine. It's a little weird. Wait, so did we say that this episode was a fina- season finale? No, it wasn't a season finale. Um, it year, was the last uh, episode year. of okay. of 1987.
0: Got it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, they closed out the year with, with a... Ugh, gay episode. I got,
1: I, it's, not, it's not my favorite. Well, yeah, but you're, like...
0: So we know your history with the Golden Girls. You've been on the show before. Um, but just to give you guys sort of a refresher of Elliot's history with the Golden Girls, Elliot and I did a show in New York called Golden Girls vs. Designing Women. It was a trivia show. It was a big hit. People liked it. Uh, and the reason why I know Carrie... I think is because Carrie had initially come to you about, she knew that you liked the golden yes. girls, but you were back and forth between New York yes. and Los Angeles. you're here now, yes, but you were back and forth and you had suggested to, for me. Yeah. Um, so that's how Carrie and I know each other. And yeah. one of the ways also Gabby Dunn was a part of that circle as well. Um, and so Elliot also, like me, has a very rad B. Arthur tattoo. B. Arthur tattoo. Yours is yeah. B. Arthur centric.
1: Yes, it's specific to the lady, the legend, the uh, <laughs> the I mean, Icon. My, she's my favorite golden girl, but also just as an actress. So I, we've never talked about the tattoo. So, like, when
0: did you get the tattoo, and what what inspired? Not so much we know why you got it
1: cuz you love B Arthur, but what inspired that particular picture of B Arthur like um well all I got of it. It in 2010, so 6 years mm-hmm. ago. And um I got it pretty soon after she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'd been Do you I, remember where you were when she passed away? Yes, yeah, so was at my friend Jackie's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we were at her parents' house in New Jersey and uh my friends all sort of took pleasure in uh You know, poking at me for my Golden Girls fandom. Oh. And, you know, for a long time. And so this was sort of a bittersweet moment for them in that they were, I I think, humanely just, you know, sad that someone had passed away. But it was also an opportunity to rib me for my, Mm -hmm. you know... Very barely ironic love of B Arthur. Yeah. So it sort of it sort of was a amalgamation, I guess of of. See, I I was also love, in but... New York. I didn't have any of that though. People
0: genuinely was con- people genuinely yeah, were con- people, concerned. For people for me. People
1: were concerned for me too. These were my close friends who were like, they, they they weren't happy that she passed away, but they were just like here he goes, you know, it's like, he's it gonna, was gonna like, fall apart. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I did fall apart though.
0: I did. I was on, um, sixth Avenue. This was before it was 2010, right? Yeah. yeah. And maybe on nine. And I, I had an iPhone, I think, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like now where you get instant yeah. notifications right. of, you know, new stuff. And, uh, and so my mother called me, I speak to my mom every day, so it wasn't a surprise to have my mother call me. Um, But my mom called me, and she was like, are you sitting down? And I'm like, no, I'm on 6th Avenue and 19th Street. What's going on? And uh, she tells me that B. Arthur died. And I start to cry right outside the Bed Bath & Beyond there. Yeah, sure, right On 6th Avenue. Um, Also, I saw Kiefer Sutherland there once, and he had a lot of bags. Really? Random off story. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I was so upset. I was so upset. I was... I don't even... I think I was more upset when she died than when Rue died, or when Estelle Um, died. Because Estelle, we had anticipated. Yeah, that
1: was a slow, steady, yeah, uh, you know, decline. Yeah, decline. Yeah. Um, B. Arthur was, I think, more of a surprise because she was so private that we. She had just been promoting um, the year prior. I think they had just been promoting
0: Maud, sort of 20th anniversary, something like that. Yeah, I remember she was on the View and she was blind as fuck. And they, her, and I think Rosie O'Donnell was hosting then, and she had to, like, be, like, led around the stage because she couldn't see.
1: I'm glad I've never seen that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I saw it. It It was a lot. But she was great. Yeah. She was on. She was sprite. She was doing her thing. She just couldn't see.
1: Yeah. Ugh, that's too hard for me to watch. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, she's my favorite in that I, as a comedy writer and comedian, I think she is just... She's just so masterful with the way that she I don't know just just the simplicity of how she does comedy to yeah. me it's like it, it just inspires me as a writer and as a comedian yeah and of course Betty White is also brilliant and I think Rue McClanahan was underrated I do brilliant. Too. yeah and still Getty despite her timing issues which I yeah. you know openly take issue with yeah. she still was also fantastic yeah they all were and of course they all worked together really well but B. Arthur always had a special place in my heart
0: if you watch um sort of speaking of Rue and And Betty, if you watch... I've been watching a lot of Mama's Family lately, both of whom are on the first season of Mama's Family. Who? Both Betty White and Rue McClanahan. Um, Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Yeah. and if you watch their performances and how vastly different they are from their Golden Girls performances, you really see the range, especially especially Rue McClanahan. Well,
1: yeah, and her on Maud, she was so... yeah. Straight lace, yeah. And Betty White was so different on <laughs> on Mary, Mary Tyler Moore, Moore show, yeah. That it really shows that these women have such range. It's Huge, huge range, and yeah. B. Arthur too. I mean, even like B. Arthur is the Maude is Bernie Sanders, yeah. And oh Dorothy my God. is Hillary Clinton. That's yes. what
0: we. I was I was texting with uh, avid listeners Philip Campbell last night and Brandon Shade that uh, that Maude is Bernie Sanders oh my completely. God. Maude is Bernie. I was going to yeah. say
1: she's so. La- oh, she's so loud and, like, cantankerous on no, the show. Like great. Yeah. And also, it's like, I mean, you know, I don't mean to, um, I don't mean this is a body shaming issue at all, but... Shame it. No, I just, I just <laughs> there's a very distinct physical difference in Maud versus Dorothy mm-hmm. in that on Maud she was heavier, she was puffier, Yeah, she hadn't had her facelift yet. She, she looks vastly different vastly on the two series. Vastly different. And then on the Golden Girls she's, like, spindly yeah. and thin and has a should i say impressive bone structure whatever happened on her face whether it was weight loss I or i think it was a mix of weight loss and her facelift i think so too it was like yeah. a beautiful it was a facelift. very good facelift very good yeah i was and and, and there's one episode where she talks about it no, she talks about her getting her eyes done. Oh, her eyes done. Well, oh, we're all but the closest. So close to get. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely had a great facelift. Yeah. God, I'm obsessed with plastic surgery on old women. Really? I just think it's so, and and men too. I think plastic surgery is so fascinating. You know
0: the Ken doll guy? Yeah. Yeah, he messaged me on Scruff once. Um, I remember. This. And he wanted me to feed his mouth. <sighs> I hope he's listening. We should, you should probably <laughs> you
1: should explain that the Ken doll is a. It's human a human man. person who um, had so much s- plastic surgery. To make himself pretty much look like a Ken doll.
0: Now, keep in mind, I will say, to his credit right now, so I can't get sued, that um, if there, if there's a good chance that it may have been someone impersonating him. I'll say oh, that. Oh, oh. And I'm just saying this for benefit of the doubt. Right. It may have been someone who was impersonating him. So, Ken doll, if you genuinely wanted to um, start a relationship <laughs> with me, you can... Contact me at hallenscott.com. dot com. There you go, <laughs> <laughs> nameless, uh, nameless man. So yeah, well, I'm glad that you can come in and fill in co-hosting for oh, Carrie because it's going to be fun. My like, pleasure. There are some fun
1: guests coming up. I'm and, very excited. Yeah, very it's going to be great. Uh, so let's get to this episode. It's this. It's weird. It's well, w- it's not. I'm gonna. I'll start off okay. on a sour note by saying it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. Because I think the, our difference. Our difference. Uh, when it comes to the Golden Girls, is you're an earlier seasons guy, and I'm a later seasons well, guy. Well, I don't know. P- I, people tend to give
0: that to me. I I like all seasons. You do like all seasons. I will watch all of them endlessly. As
1: will I. Yeah,
0: but I an, personally, I'll personally— never skip something just because of it was on an earlier year.
1: Yeah, I will. No, that's yeah. not true. I, yes, I will. There are a couple like the one with Blanche's sister and the kidney. Never watch it. That's a series. There's a handful one. of one that I'm just of them that I'm just no like just have yeah. no interest. But for me, again, and I've said this, I think, on earlier podcast yeah. episodes, that for me, the later seasons, six, uh, five, six, and seven, are more elastic, yeah, and they're more... Not they're necessarily improv-based, although there is they're clearly... They're more absurd. They're more the stories absurd.
0: become more heightened and sort yes, of like... fantastical. ...silly. Yeah. yeah. They're
1: silly, and they're fantastical, and there's room for fantasy, although I guess know you see that in this
0: episode. You see the start of this. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of... Well, of course, Sophia has her practical jokes. So there's sure. a lot of just sort of, like, slapstick humor.
1: Yeah, but the fantasy that comes into 5, 6, and 7 yeah. is a... Uh, sort of uh, um, departure from logic yeah. so like yeah like with da- uh, Blanche hearing her grandmother's voices you know her grandmother's voice yeah. in the old house and like yeah. just just there's, there's a lapse in logic and Sophia jumping off the house and exactly. landing on Rose that's exactly. a great episode it's my favorite it's fantastic <laughs> really it's your no, favorite it's not my one my favorite but it's one of my favorites yeah. which one and is your favorite of all time yeah. oh, probably um, it's Witness it's oh. the one with uh, Rose's boyfriend who turns out to be the cheese man yes yeah. And but again, like for me, the, my favorite part of that episode is the very beginning when Dorothy's watching TV. Sophia comes out, sits next to her, um, and is looking at her backwards through binoculars. Yeah. And she and then she gets up to leave and goes, "Well, I'm off." And her and Dorothy goes, "That would be my diagnosis." <laughs> I don't really have a favorite episode. I can't really pick one. But if I had
0: to like, choose one immediately, I would say the AIDS episode. I
1: love when Rose gets
0: AIDS. It is a good one. I.
1: hypothetically gets AIDS.
0: I just like saying she gets AIDS. Because for all intents and purposes, she lives that episode as if she has AIDS.
1: It's pretty incredible. It's. My other. I have the R cup. Carrie gave me that R cup. Oh, yeah. I have R cup -cup in
0: my apartment that, that. you know, it was reminiscent of Sophia's well, R.
1: I'll say the other part of Witness that I love is when, because Sophia can't find her glasses. Yeah. She uses her, she uses Sal's sunglasses with prescription lenses yeah. in them, And she walks into the kitchen, just stands in silence. And Dorothy looks right at the audience and says, ladies and gentlemen, Roy Orbison. <laughs> 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 it's brilliant. It's That's really good. brilliant. Yeah. And it's... also, I don't even think, when I think about that joke, he didn't, Roy Orbison had jet black hair. Yeah. So it's literally just the fact that he's wearing she's wearing dark sunglasses.
0: But if you think about it at the time, it it, it, it where Roy Orbison was in popular culture was right around when Pretty Woman came out, yeah. same year. So it was like there was happening. a whole moment of Roy Orbison God, happening. I just love
1: that. I just love that. Yeah. I love that sequence and the difference between those episodes and this one the artist mm-hmm. is that they're not packaged up Tightly, Yeah. They're very... They, yes, the later episodes are certainly structured. Yeah. But there's room for a little fluidity there, and the jokes kind of bleed over a little bit into one another. Yeah. In this episode, in The Artist, it's so strict.
0: Yeah. It's like... There's A story, a there's story B, story. B story. And the B yeah. story
1: doesn't even lead Like, the, the practical jokes thing literally... There's no ending to leave. it, really. There's no beginning, there's no middle, there's no end. It just... Happens in the kitchen, yeah, and it happens once at the museum, yeah, and that's it. And it's such a—it's just like it's a happens three times. No, yeah, you're right. What happens at the gallery when she happens happens at the gallery.
0: Yeah, so let's get into it. So Sophia, at the very beginning of the episode, Sophia gets nice pants. Sophia gets home, um, and she's just wearing a
1: trench coat, trench
0: coat sort of, but it's like a tweed trench coat.
1: Yes, and she walks in, and she's kind of stumbling in. Once again, sir, I'll just interject once again a moment that both you and I are like. Who would have that in the middle of Miami? Yeah, a Tweed were, in Miami. With a tweed trench coat in Miami, but I'm Sophia. I mean, Sophia, she might be cold. Yeah,
0: uh, so She's also, well, we, we find out, so, so Dorothy is there watering plants, and we find out that, that Sophia is naked underneath that trench coat because in a somewhat Mori at, at the center or something uh, got juice on her outfit. Yeah, Thus prune he, juice. Prune juice. He was going to clean the outfit, practical joke situation, and so she's naked now. She flashes Dorothy, and we learn about this whole thing, so she now has to get back at Maury. Like, right. she has to figure out ways to get back at Mori. Right. Um, that's really the start of this B story. And
1: that's pretty much it.
0: That's it. That's the whole story. Well, then a really funny line is Rose, <laughs> Rose comes out. Rose acknowledges what you and I first acknowledge. We're so like, Sophia, Sophia, why are you wearing, you wearing that heavy jacket? Doesn't make sense. She's like, you tell me, Rose. You tell me, Rose. And she just, like, opens up her jacket and flashes Rose. But then Rose... Great line oh, uh, says that is was Sophia naked under that jacket, or does her dress just really need ironing?
1: I mean, it was Beautiful, like a perfectly painted picture.
0: It really was. It's so funny. Yeah, and That's it's cartoon. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect sort of structured opening scene of this. Of the of I the do episode. also love
1: the idea of an old, of a woman in her eighties wearing. Going commando on the mm-hmm. bus, yeah, just like. Well, I noticed too when Sophia
0: sat down, they really had yeah, they nothing on slit. under yeah. her. I mean, she had a quite little slit happening. Yeah, it was see. an Angelina Jolie yeah. Oscars dress yeah, yeah, slit yeah, going leg, on, leg action, leg. <laughs> so, um, so Sophia leaves, and and uh, Blanche comes back with Laszlo. What's Laszlo. Laszlo's last name? I don't know. No, it is Laszlo. Is it just oh, wait. Laszlo? I don't know. Who the fuck knows? So Laszlo, this Hungarian sculptor that Blanche... Blanche works at the art museum, and he brings her... Or she brings him home to meet the girls, I suppose. I guess? And, and she's going to start posing for him. Yes. So <laughs> she's going to start posing for him, and okay. that's why this all starts. So he comes in, and Dorothy is just... They're all, like, just Taken. going crazy. Their, their libidos are just... Yeah. <laughs> I mean.
1: Meanwhile, it's like... The Blanche, uh, I mean Dorothy and Laszlo look pretty similar. Yeah, like st- <laughs> stature wise, fashion wise, it's like yeah, pretty much a mirror image.
0: Laszlo is played by Tony Jay, who a very gay looking person, but also Dorothy esque, uh, and he was a successful, very successful voiceover artist, which
1: I can believe, especially because you said you know he did voiceover for the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh-huh. And you Look at him. The you're Disney like, film and He looks yeah. like the Hunchback. He
0: did the Rugrats movie. movie. He did Beauty and the Beast. Never major characters, all minor. But like That's that just goes living. to show you, it's a sweet living. It is, yeah, very sweet living. So and Dorothy. Um, anyway, he
1: he comes in. The girls are all like Gaga, and Rose says something. Oh, that she says uh, Dorothy wanted to take up sculpting as a result of his lecture. Yeah. And Dorothy says, oh, no, don't be silly. You know, what are you talking about? She says, you know, well, remember you said you wanted to buff his marble anytime. You said you would, (laughs) you know, shine his something and buff his marble anytime. And. Dorothy does a great, uh, oh, you you know, silly, and grabs Rose's hand and squeezes it so tight that yep. Rose falls to her knees in Yet agony. Yet another display of Dorothy's bionic strength. Brilliance. I mean,
0: there are times, there was a recent episode, I forget which, where she's hugging Stan, and he Dude, says I, something ridiculous, you're hurting me! <laughs> it's uh, like, this
1: woman has, like, Hulk well, strength. Well, so again, that's why I got the tattoo, because mm. she's... Like some Jim Kalucci actually corrected me, and this is very upsetting. Jim Kalucci,
0: to give you guys reference, is he wrote the Golden Girls. I have it here, the Golden Girls um, uh, sort of book that's out of trivia of the Golden Girls, and has a new one coming out, I believe, in April. He's going to be a future guest on the show.
1: Yeah, and he bummed me out by because I was telling him why I got my tattoo. Yeah, because I said that as a comedian or comic actress, Dorothy, uh, Sophie. I mean, whoop, where am I going? <laughs> B was so sort of generous in the way that she let the writers, she serviced the writers by letting them turn her into this like, yeah, how, exa- like this mannish, yeah, bionically yeah. strong uh, 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 d- drag queen of sorts. Yeah. And that really serviced the story. And then Jim told me in real life that. Um, she was not a fan of that happening, and it would often lead her into tears. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe it either. No I offense, believe- Jim. We yeah, love you. I love, but the I, idea. I, I don't know how someone would let that go on for so long. She wouldn't let that go on. She no was one clearly would. more sensitive than people led thought her to be. Yeah. Oh, she was very private. That I know. I mean,
0: you you watch any of the interviews with. With uh, Betty White or Rue McClanahan, they always say that she kept to herself. She was right. very private. Very she was private. she never really associated much with with anybody else. But that well, that she was friends with Rue. But that doesn't well, yeah. But um, she was friendly with everyone. Yeah. But she was very very private. Yes. So much so that you know there are things about her past that we're learning now on her death that yeah. no one knew. Right. You know. And so I don't know. I don't know if I would agree that she didn't like it because. She built her entire career she on did. it. She did. That's right. Even Maud was like that. That's true. Where they would make fun of her body and her chest and And, how, my and, and that's my tattoo. And all in I the family. It. The whole all in the family yeah. was... She's I, painted as a mannish, yeah. liberal hippie. And, you know, she made a career out of it. Yeah. So if she doesn't like it, well, you know,
1: live in that house. <laughs> um, I'd live in her mansion if she <laughs> yeah, take, take that role. I'll take it. Sorry, B. Uh, love you, B. R.I.P. R. 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 And if anybody hasn't, they should really Google the video of her... Um, it's like a barely a 30-second commercial that she made um, to speak out against Premarin because it's made of horse urine. That's right. And she's with a horse. We'll post
0: that um, on the, it's today's the podcast. She, yeah. It's,
1: she's, so, she's literally holding her sunglasses in her hand like she – you know that she was like, all right, let's do this. I'm doing it once <laughs> and we're done. And she doesn't even, like, put her sunglasses away. I'm B, you know, whatever, I'm B. Arthur here to tell you not to use Premarin. It's made of horse urine. Goodbye. Basically that's the, that's the commercial. It's great.
0: <laughs> so, Laszlo leaves and we learn from Blanche that he's going to be sculpting Blanche. She right. has this this gold key that apparently he gives in out to his, his like, studio. His loft,
1: his studio in Miami. Okay. I mean, that's that doesn't what? seem like a logical
0: no, because that means you're just giving strangers keys exactly. to get naked in your place. Exactly. Like we have apps for that now. Again,
1: a lapse in logic.
0: Yeah, yeah. But to me, like you know, I, 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 Carrie and I, when we we often have our disagreements about things. We, uh, it's it's usually based on she's more logical and I'm more like suspension of disbelief. Yes.
1: Whatever. They're well, moving the story on. Well, let me also say yes, that's true. And but for me, that's why I love. Five, six, and seven Because Mitch Hurwitz came in Yeah and Mitch he, Hurwitz
0: Who was the creator Of Arrested Development
1: And my favorite thing About Arrested Development Is the same thing It's that Lapse in logic That mm-hmm. is actually absurdist Yeah And when they go absurdist It's just Personally It's my favorite thing Yeah And so That's
0: Also Mark Cherry Was a part of that
1: Right I just love as that as well. absurdist Mark Cherry twist. Desperate
0: Housewives Creator um, So We learned that And Log Cabin Republican Oh really? Yeah, love Mark Cherry. <laughs> uh, so, we we now are in the kitchen, and Sophia's sitting there with, um, uh, I think, a thing of peanut brittle and orange juice. Right, two or, yeah. very traditional practical joke gags. Yes, and uh, Dorothy walks in, and she, she takes the orange juice, and it's a sippy cup, or a drip cup, or whatever the fuck they call it. Once again, what? It, there is a what thing, it's a, it's a sip cup that, like, it drips when you drink out of it, there's, right. like, tiny holes or something in it that... Right. Whatever, but um, so Dorothy drinks of it, she gets orange juice on her. Oh, why would you do that? Dorothy's wearing this white, sort of lace, sort of um, baggy thing that I would totally wear, sure. Uh, that that you know doesn't get messy at all. Well, you don't see
1: a drop of orange juice on Not her, even wine. though she's swatting it away, yeah, and she also it's shot so frenetically that the shot of her dripping the juice looks so fake that they barely like they just sort of breeze past the fact that not only does does she do it poorly but that, that she's swatting away at stains that aren't there yeah it's like yeah. what it's- come on commit <laughs> and you know the costume designer was like uh-uh-uh, That's like a Chico's original. Oh, speaking not... of the, uh,
0: you were saying the stage manager. What was it? Zbornak? Kent Zbornak. Uh, that's where they got the name,
1: I believe. So I didn't Otherwise, know that. be a,
0: Quite a weird coincidence. Yeah, but I
1: think I read that that's where they got it. They just Kent picked
0: Zbornak. It. We can ask Stan. Stan Zimmerman was the first season writer and oh. one of the first season writers. He's been a guest on the show. He's also he and would Ken Ken Zbornak know.
1: Still works now,
0: really, as a producer, I believe. Yeah. I want to get Kent Zbornak on the podcast. Get him, Kent get Zbornak. Him. If you're listening, you're not. Um, but, uh, so, so they do this, Blanche walks into the kitchen then after, you know, Dorothy's got all messed up and she says uh Dorothy you're a mess and then Dorothy says oh, oh it's I this is one of the practical jokes Sophia was like oh I didn't notice the orange juice Very I good. mean just sort of again yes. creating this picture of Dark, Dorothy's a being, beast ugly, of a human right. being yes uh and there's really not much that happens in this scene other than that Blanche is going with um Laszlo to the studio that well had. doesn't she get try to get uh Blanche to drink the juice? Oh yes. The whole time she's trying to get Blanche to drink the juice, and Blanche is just sort of like she keeps talking and then finally when laszlo arrives and she is going to leave with laszlo she takes a big gulp of the juice nothing spills nothing spills and both of them are like what 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 and then dorothy takes another drink and gets, and it, on gets her. it on herself i don't know how i don't get what it is i don't get like maybe i don't know um so blanche goes back into the living room rose is there laszlo arrives and blanche says oh well Rose will entertain you while i go whatever setting up for the second part of the story, yeah. which is Laszlo is going to woo yeah, he's, Rose, he talks
1: Rose into posing for him as well.
0: Yes, because she has this innocence, innocence
1: in this, and take.
0: T- the whole time I'm just thinking, like, and maybe it's because I am, you know, the uh, homosexual, but this guy is such a homosexual.
1: Yeah, he's got the he's he's given off them vibes. There, I mean, it's them one of those gay like vibes. gay or European vibes. Yeah, you know, where it's yeah. like
0: you could just be European but uh, you probably put a dick in your mouth
1: I would not say I mean I don't think he's as gay as the fella in the end who turns you know mm. uh, who turns his partner his lover yeah lover lover is what you would say in <laughs> 1987 um, but but he's definitely got them vibes oh it just made me think of AIDS yeah um, yeah, makes dead. me
0: think of it. Yep, yeah. yep. yes, <laughs> definitely. Wow, PTSD. I in would the gay never community. call anybody my lover,
1: ever, ever, ever.
0: I would do it in a joking way.
1: Yeah, in a joking way. Yeah, like in
0: if, if I, I had a guy that I was seeing, uh, and this would be in a sci-fi film. Um, if I <laughs> a biopic, a sci-fi uh, biopic I had a of boyfriend. my life, I had a steady boyfriend. If I had a steady boyfriend. Um, I would would call him (laughs) my my lover lover. (laughs) to you guys. Uh, anyway, so Laszlo woos Rose and it's sweet and innocent and blah, whatever. Blanche comes back out. They both go off and it's sort of like, oh, now we've got competition. We've got competition in the naked department. Right. Um, so then they come back. There's like an act break there, I think. No, 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 no. Is there an act break there? Yeah, Yeah, there is. Yes, and they come back, and it's now Blanche is furious. Blanche, well, there's been more practical jokes.
1: Yes, uh, yes. They're, the she, peanut brittle. peanut one. brittle. It's, yeah. a, it's all misdirects. Yeah. It's all, we're saying, yeah. the writers are misdirects. X. Misdirects. X. She, she offers Dorothy some peanut brittle. Dorothy says there's going to be, you know. Oh, the anti kaleidoscope. Yes, there's an anti- kaleidoscope. Who has an antique kaleidoscope? Nobody, nobody. <laughs> she says, "Oh, and Ma, I know you too well. You're gonna, you know, it's gonna put charcoal around my eyes like a raccoon." Yeah. Okay. You know, we'll, we'll sit down, sit down. She says, "I'm too good for your practical jokes." sits oh. down to whoopie cushion that <laughs> I will say is was really funny, unbelievably funny, very funny. Whoopi cushion is always. <laughs> funny. Always. To a fault. It's never not funny to hear somebody sit down and fart. Especially when... uh, So Dorothy was setting it up by being like, you can't get me, ma. I'm too smart for you. I am on to every one of your tricks. (laughs) I mean, the thing... And so, like, the thing about that episode to me is that as funny as it is, it still has that... It feels very elementary. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's so clear that she's setting up the joke for her to then sit down and fart. I totally forgot that was coming, to be honest. You did? I totally oh, it's, forgot it's so it was coming. It's so obvious that it's like, uh-huh, no, I, I don't do this, but see, I don't do this. that's where I
0: think the difference, you're probably more like Carrie in that I often, I do this in movies, I do it everywhere, I will just like, I become blind to the story and I let my brain just go with it and right. just let him present it to me. And right. I don't see things coming because I'm so...
1: Innately present in right. the story, whereas I'm, I think innately critical. Yeah, yeah, or cynical in terms of art and waiting. This in- may be because it's why
0: you have a job and I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> get out of here. no, I'm joking. Not really. Uh, so, so Dorothy farts, or the whoopee Cushion farts, and and whatever. Blanche comes home
1: and she is wearing
0: a um, Jesus Christ superstar. No, she's
1: wearing like a she's wearing like a pastel. Layered, Joseph, amazing, Technicolor dream coat. It's very baggy. It's horrid. It's horrid. horrid. It looks like sherbert. It's horrible. She's wearing baggy sherbert clothes. She looks. Yeah, she looks like. um, She looks like a sort of Art Deco diner (laughs) design. Yeah, like she looks like one big Art Deco diner. In she Boca. looks like a table at a diner.
0: Exactly in Florida, it's terrible. Yeah, um, and we're not talking tablecloth. Like she no. looks like the seats
1: match with the yes. table, yes. match with the pole, yes. with the wallpaper, and the fi- yes, the building itself. <laughs> she looks like floor. architecture. It's bad. It's not good. It's not good. But also, yeah. we know from B talking about it that the clothes are expensive. Yeah, and that's probably why they didn't want her to spill on the on B's blouse or. That's a you that thing, I mean, <laughs> they were like, we don't want to stain this. We have yeah. to return it to Chico's. I don't know if Chico's was around in the 80s, but... It probably was. I would love to know where they went shopping for those things. We could probably find out. You know, it's probably like department stores. You know,
0: I don't know. I mean, all of those women had dealt with major designers on shows before and stuff. True. So it's like... Like, you know, Betty White was having like Bob Mackie shit happen. Bob Mackie apparently designed Mama's Family first season what? clothes. Yeah. Bob Mackie was like a television costume person. Wow. Yeah. I, wow. Carol okay. Burnett. All of Carol Burnett was Bob Mackie. Oh, that for some reason I did know, even though I don't And know Cher, Carol the Burnett. Sonny and Cher show, Bob Mackie. Oh, wow. It's like, you know, he had a thing. From low to high, right. he was designing shit. So, like, I bet you a lot of it. Some of
1: it probably is original designs. Right. Although this that episode, Blanche's so wearing looked like a McQueen joke, like an Alexander <laughs> McQueen prank. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? We're putting Lady Gaga in this. Yeah. What is this?
0: Um. Yeah. So Blanche is furious because she snuck a peek at Laszlo's um, designs, and she goes. <laughs> I like out. it because like I went through his things, and nobody yeah. even like budges. <laughs> no one questions. She goes into the living room. She explains to Rose why she's so upset, and it's setting up for the reveal that Rose is also sitting for Laszlo, where Blanche says, you know, I saw some of his designs, and if this woman was was uh, flat, <laughs> wide and, and wide hips, and frizzy hair, and obviously not me, and then uh, and Rose then confesses. She's
1: bursting at the scenes to confess that it's actually her, yeah. that she's been the one, you know, posing for Laszlo, and then just because, and this is why I just, I guess I it, it rubs me the wrong way, you know, the scene sort of Erupts in a, in a fight and an argument, and then Dorothy comes in to break it up. And then the final reveal before they cut to commercial mm-hmm. is that Dorothy has also been posing for Laszlo. He just happened to give her a key, like, you know, earlier that week or something. There's, there's, um, uh, there was some way she said it, where she, like... No, it's going to be me.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. so so um, they're fighting, Blanche and Rose are fighting about, like, who it's going to be, and who the design, the sculpture is going to be, and Blanche is furious at Rose, and Rose is furious at Blanche, and then finally Dorothy comes out, and she's like, what's going on here? What's happening? And then they confess what's happening, and then all of a sudden there's this pause moment, she's like, it's going to be me, and, and she, she does, like, yeah. does this weird key song hip thing, yeah, where her very one hand's very, on a hip. When
1: hit. B goes theatrical, you're like... oh there she is like (laughs) Miss Theater herself she brings out that like when she said whoopee cushion you're like whoopee cushion oh yes that's right classically trained yeah I mean that's why in another episode she says process instead of process and I always I always bump on that in the process that she says I guess I realized in the process
0: uh, Carrie was able to pick up in the episode where they hired a maid she would say
1: marguerite I hated that (laughs) marguerite marguerite oh marguerite what yeah yeah, It's no, it, Marguerite. Pretty Marguerite. I mean, she's
0: just being. You know, like think about it. Like you make up your own words. It's people true. remember. It, we're talking about it today. If she true. wouldn't have done that, no one would remember. That's it, true. You know. So oh, Marguerite. They're all furious. What's going on? They're all posing, and they they're all competing with each other essentially on who he's going to choose. Right. Um, and so there's this funny bit where. Uh, uh, Blanche they go into the kitchen and they're fighting back and forth and Blanche says something about you know uh, of course he's going to choose me he wants a beautiful <laughs>
1: delicate worldly feminine and then she sits and, and it's just the whoopee cushion yeah. again another break in logic because we've seen that earlier in the scene yeah Dorothy had sat on the whoopee cushion. Yes. And now Blanche had sat on the whoopee cushion, and Sophia had already left the room, so it's who blew up the whoopee cushion? Or as <laughs> maybe say, Sophia blew did. blew up the whoopee cushion? Whoopee? Whoopee? Sounds like, <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> a whoopee.
0: Like a, like a chef. Yeah. Like a whoopee pie. Uh-huh. Eh? Um, yeah, no, she... Yeah, it doesn't... The logic is gone, but maybe... So okay. Sophia did when she was... When they were all fighting in the living room. No, because we saw her leave. Oh, well, that's right. We did, didn't we? Wow. She went back yeah. to her room. Yeah, so they... So they're all having this moment, they decide to confront Laszlo.
1: They all march down to his grab your bags. We're
0: marching to the studio. And they go down to his studio to berate him. They go to the studio that looks like something from a like weird French film. It's like this
1: there's just paintings and sculpture they, shit. They, Somebody They threw one of those, like, ceramic masks on the wall. Yes. That, like, kabuki mask. They just Which, were like, eh, throw it on the wall. Like, I don't think Miami studios look like that. No. Even the door was painted, like, pastel tiles. Yeah. It was like, no. Ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So they go in. Laszlo is surprised to see Surprise, all woman. of them. Yes. And then they admit, like, the jig is up. We all know...
1: That, that you're you've doing been double this. time, triple timing us. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and they're furious. Of course, Blanche is like putting it on hard, being like, "Well, of course you're going to choose me, right? You know, whatever." Um,
1: and that's what I think bums not bums me out. But I guess I bump on that 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 such that rigidity, that structure where Blanche says, "Of course it's going to be me," and Dar- you know Bl- Rose, "Of course it's going to be me," yeah. Dorothy, and they stand in a line, and it's it's just so mechanical. Yeah, that I just I guess I just wish. I just prefer the times when the show is more fluid and has room to Well, and that might be a case of the writing in this episode. Absolutely, which yeah. is why I'm saying I like I like when the writing is just more, you know, malleable. I mean, if you think about it, it's
0: the end of the year, yeah. they're in the middle of the 3rd season, they're yeah. a huge hit. Yeah. Anything they do is successful at this yeah. point. Like they're they're not they're they're not worried about not being picked up. No. And so, you know, Probably it's not bad. It's week. not
1: bad. I'm it's just not saying not bad. as a as a writer it's it's like it's some a technique that I don't like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh Blanche has a funny line here where she is commenting on why that Laszlo of course was going to pick her because he once said that um commented on her perfect champagne sized um, or pin glass of loveliness yeah of
1: loveliness yeah. her tits her he tits says, and he says I never said that Blanche
0: is very direct yes in the scene I mean there's we'd a
1: be, we'd, we'd be better for it if we had that directness
0: yeah oh we would wouldn't we we really would but I mean if you think about it if I went up to a guy Elliot and I hang out pretty regularly and if if I was at a bar and Elliot was like yeah go 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 talk to that dude and then I did and I was like Do you want to see my perfectly sized (laughs) champagne-orbed loveliness? That would
1: be, actually, that would be fantastic.
0: It would be fantastic, but I don't think I would be getting laid that night.
1: It depends on who has a sense of humor.
0: No one You're right, that's the thing. (laughs) Now, if that was a woman that you went up to... See, I do think if I was straight, I would have more luck with sexuality. uh,
1: Yeah, me too. Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely. I mean,
0: I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Women are more
1: apt to joke... True. laugh, poke fun at themselves. Yeah. I think. I think so, but they're also, I mean, this is
0: just two men talking about women, so maybe maybe we should get a woman in here. Um, but I feel like they can also be brutal to each other.
1: Yes, but I'm saying... If in a we way were... that
0: I don't find men are.
1: Oh. Oh, gay men are. Gay men can be, but there is this sort
0: of, But I don't feel like gay men, even the catty mean ones, yeah. care enough to, like, Absolutely even be true. that mean. Right. Whereas women will, like, go out of their way to, I think like, so. take someone down. I think you're right. Yeah, so I think... But that's obviously a sign of our patriarchal society yep. and all that. Topple it. Topple it! Um, so so at the end of the scene, Blanche's are really fun. So, well, Laszlo says that, no, I I don't know who I'm going to pick. I haven't built the sculpture yet. So you're just going to have
1: to wait until the... He basically says kind of what he says in the following scene, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I'm borrowing from well he says in that scene yeah. I I'm borrowing from all of you to create the this, ultimate sculpture yeah and they then, don't know that yet but they're they he's essentially indicating that. like and of
0: course if any rational person if there's multiple designs you know that or even in like in any piece of writing like it's a it's a caricature is always a compilation of like many different of people. Course. You know, and many different styles. So the women are just being a little dumb here. Yeah. Um but Blanche has a really funny line after he says that and they're all leaving that um are you familiar with the nude Picasso the <laughs> painting Picasso's painting, nude woman playing a piano. Right. Well that nude woman was me and I and I wasn't playing a violin. <laughs> a violin. I wasn't playing a violin. Think about that when you pick up your chisel. <laughs> and I mean it's essentially like when you start picking up your dick, yeah, think about what I can do with yeah, that dick. Absolutely, I can jump on that deep. Um, so, oh, and there's also um, uh, Dorothy has a line: "nude body." There's nude, nude.
1: nude. That's, again, it's theater. Nude. The way she says nude,
0: nude. <laughs> so now we are all at the gallery. Gallery. The big reveal. This big. Hideous gallery, Nine, or 1987, oh, Like you can tell, there's neon and nasty. that weird sort of like. What were those glasses? That, those, those walls that were like kind of made of glass, and there were mini squares
1: and like fuzzy glass in between it. Oh, so it's like, hideous! You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like ugly deco French doors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ugly. Uh, there was that there with the back with a background that was I couldn't tell if it was supposed to look be Miami or just a painting of Miami that was in the gallery because it was clearly a.
0: Yeah. Painting, yeah. Which, so weird. So weird. So weird. So anyway, they're at this gallery and uh they're all looking around and commenting on how beautiful the art is and then of course Sophia, continuing this practical joke, the right. story, um, says <laughs> comes up to Dorothy and says, Dorothy, look at this and it's this Apparently like a sculpt like a handheld sculpture or something that's very expensive, and she breaks it.
1: They also don't even give us enough time to see her holding anything. no, I don't even She's know what like, it was whoa, whoa it looks whoa. like a vase I don't know what It know it like a piece of paper.
0: It was something weird something and so she uh so she drops it, breaks into a million pieces after saying it was ten thousand dollars. yes, it was ten thousand dollars, and everyone like Dorothy's like,
1: "Ma, what do you want mm-hmm. ma, when will you learn?" <laughs> <laughs> You can't pick it up things can't. that don't belong to you.
0: <laughs> and then um, Dorothy, well, then Sophia's like, "Gotcha!" Like it was all yeah. a joke. But then to like double, this is actually a pretty good practical joke. Yeah, actually, this one was probably the best. Where so she breaks it, and then she tells Dorothy, "Ha ha, gotcha!" And then. So the Dorothy's guard? like yeah, and then the guard comes up and says, "Ma'am, you're gonna have to come with me."
1: Like he's gonna arrest her for breaking something
0: for breaking something that was actually very expensive. And Dorothy then fools fall, falls for yep. it yep. again, and then they both start laughing because the guard's in on it now. The guard's in on
1: the joke, and Dart Sophia gives him like ten bucks. What's the
0: worst practical joke that's ever happened to
1: you? To me? Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a good question. Oh, somebody planted a. Um, Planted a a birthday gift for someone else to make it look like it was from me. Oh, in ninth grade, it was a it was a women's lingerie that <laughs> they had planted to make it look like it, I had a crush on this girl. Yeah, and I was just so humiliated that I was like furious. Really? Even they were all like, "Oh, we know it's not from you," but it was yeah. like panties for a girl who turned out to be like, you know. So she swung way much more toward Les anyway, <laughs> but I was just like, Itch, "I hated it." I hated wow. it. Yeah,
0: killed my it. mother. There's two practical jokes that my mom, my mom loves practical jokes, and uh,
1: your mom and George Clooney, <laughs>
0: George Clooney as well. You're right. Those jokes. Yeah. Um, my the first. There's, like, an order of two. My mother once put grape Kool-Aid in the shower faucet. What? um, And so you turn purple when you take a shower. My mom did that. How did
1: she get water into the faucet?
0: Well, no, you take off the shower head, and then you put, like, grape Kool-Aid in the actual shower oh, head.
1: Oh, oh, the and powder. It has to
0: be dry for a while, the powder, exactly. And then you t- you put it back in, because there's no water in there. And then you take a shower, and the <laughs> water comes brilliant. out. brilliant. Yeah, my mom was really good at that. The, the, but the, probably the best one was uh, my first bar mitzvah. Uh, there wasn't many bar mitzvahs in my hometown. Yeah, sure. And I didn't know anything about bar mitzvahs at the time. And my mom told me that they circumcised the boy <gasps> at the bar mitzvah. So I believed her. Knowing me, she knew this, I would tell every single person at the bar mitzvah that they were going to circumcise Stephen. <laughs> I don't um, And uh, I was telling all my friends, you know, circumcise Stephen fighter? Oh, I mean, my God. And then I was just sort of telling it just to tell people, because I like to gossip yeah. about that. And then I started becoming very concerned about, like, oh, that means there's probably going to be blood. And, like... It's like a surgery. Like, do they do it in the middle of the party? Oh. Like, this is gross. I don't want to see this. Yeah. And so, um, I I went up to his mother and no. who I would who I was friendly with because I was friends with Steve. And I was like, Miss Adelman, hi, great party. Um, but I'm Mormon, and um, I can't. I just I don't think religiously I can see Stephen get circumcised
1: oh, fuck. today.
0: You said that to I her? I said that to her, and she started. She was shocked. She started laughing, and then she told me to come with her. And this is actually, coincidentally, not only was it a great practical joke, it was also the first time that I realized, oh, I can tell jokes and, like, get a laugh. Um, Because she started laughing, and then she took me to this group of women. Now I know it was, like, all of Stephen's, like, the Jewish sort of princesses and queens and everybody in his family, these beautiful women, big, big black hair. And very very Jewy, and the um, Stephen Elvin's mom was like, "Tell the same, just tell them exactly what you just told me." And so I do, and they all start laughing, and, and I dead serious. I was dead serious, and I was mortified because I knew yeah. at that point that it was a joke. Yeah, that I had been, yeah. my mother had done a joke on me. But also in retrospect, I look back on it, and I, that 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 sensation that every comedian, I think everyone gets when you make someone laugh it's just, it's addicting. Yeah, and it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's great. And th- I think it was that moment that, even though I was furious with my mother, I was also like, I yeah. can make people
1: laugh. Yeah. I can so make adults then, laugh. Yeah, you can yeah. sort of get people to feel joy. Yeah. Without having to do too much. Well, yeah, exactly. Either you go to law school or medical school. <laughs> Be a doctor. Yeah, yeah.
0: nothing. So, um, so, so Sophia does these practical jokes, and uh, now it's time for the unveiling, and they're all very anxious to find. The three girls are very anxious to find out who did he who, who did he use who as did model? he use. So they take off this blanket off of the sculpture, and it is not an impressive sculpture. No, it's
1: one pretty
0: ugly now looking it looks like the kind of sculpture that sculpture that like if you and I were forced to do a sculpture yeah, that's the, we would probably do it that way
1: and 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 potentially a tad better <laughs> with a tad more character to it yeah but, it's very clearly supposed to be like a smudged you know a uh, uh, nebulous kind of undefinable woman
0: yeah Yeah.
1: And and it doesn't look like any of
0: them. It doesn't look like any of them. And if you look at them and what they're wearing in this scene, like, you can't tell. So uh, Blanche is wearing this... Well, Sophia probably looks the best to me because she's wearing this, like, black sequin number. Yeah. That... Does it feels very heavy on Sophia's yes, body? Sure. Um, but then uh, Rose is wearing this green sort of like sequin-y tight yeah, sort of dress. Yeah. And Blanche is wearing again. Blanche is not showing her body in this no. episode. Blanche is wearing some pink sequin. Like Hammer, honestly. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she, <laughs> she really does. does. And then Dorothy, of course, is wearing seven layer diff yeah. outfit. Um, and so you can't tell from the sculpture looking no. at them which one is it is because the woman has a big bust, but she also has like. Big hair and like thin I mean it's just you can't tell. And then finally, um, the girls go up to Laszlo and says, Who is it? Who is it? And uh, and Laszlo then admits, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit it's of a all little of bit of all of them. Yeah, what did he say? There was he goes down it's the line he's all like, of you.
1: Well he does a thing where I don't like this where he says, at first I just or he says, It was it's Dorothy. And oh she you know, she oh my god, of course, I knew it was me. And then he says but then I dropped her. And then I decided it was Blanche. Oh, me, 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 me. Yeah. And then I said no. And, then, and it's like, we get it. Like, we get the rhythm. And then Rose is finally like, it's me? And she's yeah. like, no. no He's like, no. It's, it's all of you. All of you. And they're all, and, and then he tells them basically that he used a compilation of all of them. Yeah. And that um, he thinks the reason is- they're all such good friends is because they're so they complement um, each, so each other so well, right.
0: um, which I was waiting in that moment because they tend to do this whenever there's like a friend, which you know you think is cheesy, but I actually kind of like it. Where they all at the end, there's this realization of
1: you need each other. I love it. And I, so they hold hands. Yeah, they need each other. They and, hold hands and need each other, and then Blanche still defects. <laughs> of and course. Says, now, if I may ask, <laughs> is there anyone here in whom you might be interested romantically? <laughs> and he says, yes. And they all sort of wait to see who he chooses. Yeah. And then the curator walks, now walks over, sort of chantees over (laughs) and says, we were a hit. And he gives the most, the gayest affectations I've ever seen on a person. He, because they they wanted to make him obviously gay. Yeah. (laughs) Or Richard Simmons. Yeah, it was like Rip Torn.
0: Rip Torn is that weird. Oh, Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor. Yeah. 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 yeah, no. He they. I think they purposely made him he extra so gay. gay, not in a pandering way, but in no. a way
1: to fully realize that this is a gay relationship. He is, as the professional gays would say, serving face. He's <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was serving face. He he comes up to Lazo and says, "We're a hit," and then he like prances, prances off. Prances off, right? And and then Lazo's like, "I thought, I thought you, you knew." which
1: off, and they're like, "They should have known." Of course, I should have known. Yeah, but then you see them all; and their their nipples go soft. Back to the house for some cheesecake. They're like, "Peace, we're done here." Let's look out. We see this ugly ass statue. He wants a dude, and we're out. <laughs> They're like, "Uh."
0: Uh-uh. Their nipples nice. go soft. Um, so, I will say something about this actor. Monty Landis played the very effeminate yeah partner, and. A uh, funny little fact about Monty, Monty's last credit on IMDb, it says he's still alive, but his last credit on IMDb is the Golden Palace. He's not playing Mont he's not playing that character, no, he's playing
1: somebody else. So, they recycled their actors. We've talked about they that. They did a lot. Oh yeah, we the we talked about Palace that quite was often. the um, ill-fated, very poorly done. Yeah, not poorly done. Just not
0: it just didn't work. But I do think that the Golden Sequel. Palace led Don Cheadle to an Academy Award. Here's my theory. Absolutely. So <laughs> I don't even need a theory. I believe it. <laughs> so Don Cheadle got his first major break on the Golden Palace as playing the hotel manager.
1: Yeah, he, and, he, in the hotel where Blanche, Sophia, and Rose decided to, uh, sell, decided the house. to sell the house and manage this seaside exactly. hotel in Miami.
0: Yes, and so they hire, or maybe, I don't know, I don't, I forget the setup, but Don Cheadle is helping them manage this place. And With
1: their crazy chef, played by Cheech Marin. <laughs>
0: She's married, and then fast forward like ten years, and Don Cheadle receives an Academy Award nomination
1: for a Hotel Rwanda. Yeah, we we know we, he worked in another hotel, and we know where we and know we know where, where he that trained. Was hotel Miami, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hotel
0: Miami <laughs> y'all Miami Golden Girls to Rwandan Rwanda genocide it really helps i think it's establish one and the same i Basically, can't figure out how
1: to work in the hospitality industry i want
0: to ask Don Cheadle if that is what led him to an oscar he would, I, I imagine... He would get offended and make it a Rwandan genocide issue. <laughs>
1: and you'd be okay with that.
0: I would be okay with it because it would be great... Because
1: rise out of Don Cheadle.
0: Which nobody else can. No. Um, you can't so, seem to
1: break that man. <laughs>
0: that man is always Don Cheadle. It's just cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's just cool. (laughs) He's just cool. I did see a picture of him in an upcoming film about Miles Davis. He looks really good. Yeah. But he's probably still going to be Don Cheadle.
1: He's still that kind of guy that I think white people will just say they like. Yeah. Because they want people to know that they're okay with uh, people of color. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I mean, it's okay. You can also be honest if he's not your favorite actor. Yeah. That's okay. But I think people use it as a crutch. Use him as a crutch.
0: I think so, too. I think you're right. Yeah. So... Uh they, they both leave and Laszlo says, I thought you knew and then they're all kinda of shocked and then Sophia has a great line here where she's just standing there like watching the whole thing happen, and then she comments on after he says that, after he admits that he's gay, uh and says can you blame the man? He looked at the three of you naked for a, a moment.
1: <laughs> which is perfect. <laughs> it's pretty great. So
0: they, they get out of this, they're back in the kitchen. Sophia's sitting in the kitchen. Dorothy walks in, and, and Sophia's like, My practical joking <sighs> days are over. They're done. I'm swearing this off. No more. And, uh, and then and- Dorothy has some
1: juice. Yes. And so Dorothy goes for the juice and says, Ma, is there, did you leave something burning on the stove? And Sophia goes, what? <laughs> what? Turns around, and then Dorothy very quickly switches their cups. Yeah. Sophia turns around, and Dorothy goes, oh, sorry, my mistake. Well, bottoms up, which she would never say when having a drink of juice with yeah. her mother. But sure, bottoms up, goes in for the drink, sippy cup. It spills on her. Once yeah. again, we don't see the spill. We don't see no. any stains. No, it's nowhere. But then Sophia kisses her on the head and says, never change, pussycat. We and that is a lovely ending to the Lovely to ending. Very I sweet. It. I do love it. You know, it.
0: a lot of times when they... Because they could have ended on uh, Sophia saying... Yeah, he you know," at you for th- That's a great last line. That's a
1: great line. Great
0: last line. But they often... I feel like maybe to fill time, I don't know what, they 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 do this where they have this sort of like little mini moment sweet that doesn't need to be, like this B story doesn't need to be wrapped up. No. It is wrapped up. It's already wrapped. She's going to continue doing practical jokes for right. years to come. Right. You know, but they do this and
1: you know, it works well. And I think mean, it works great. That's the end of the episode. I love that. I mean, I love when they, end a couple other episodes too where it's like, even just like, I forget which one it is, but she goes, you know, goodnight, Pussycat. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. I just like that. It feels fun. Yeah. I think there was a
0: recent episode where um, uh, Rose is the Charlie... Ep- it's, well, the last episode that we just watched. Recent
1: um, meaning. Recent, yes. <laughs> meaning. Yes. Recent podcast. Yes,
0: right. Not actual Golden Girls episode. No, it was the one where Ch- uh, Rose... Um, Charlie's like old war buddy comes back yeah. to town almost swindles her out of money buddy. and stuff.
1: And, buddy um, O'Rourke with the Irish accent even though he's from Boston. Yeah. <laughs> what? That comes. From. I know we talked a lot about that, and I feel. I mean, Irish. I, I, don't, I don't know like anything that. about Boston. I nobody has that accent. Nobody. If you're born in Boston, yeah. Oh, no, no one's. I mean, who's to say Buddy O'Rourke was born in Boston? Yeah. But still, it's like here's Buddy O'Rourke from Boston, Massachusetts. What? And his eyebrows creep me out. His
0: eyebrows drew a shadow oh. over the entire. Episode. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. Um... So, good episode, not the best, but basic, it's a basic episode, today. It's a episode. basic episode. Um, at the end of every podcast, we do a golden takeaway, it's a moment sure. of truth or a nugget of inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners, I will start just to give you an idea of what to go with. Um, so, my golden takeaway from this episode is, you know, a lot of friends of mine, I'm very forward, you know, and I will just bluntly ask someone, are you gay? And it's people <laughs> hey you gay well no if i'm <laughs> if i'm in a social situa- situation and i don't know the sexuality of someone and it, it pertains to something that i'm saying or if i genuinely just want to know yeah. i will ask are you gay and i don't think that's offensive have others been offended yes many people in my lifetime have been offended Women by or that. men um, so. it's mostly men oh. and i i find that straight straight men of course if you don't know you know, and then I just, I, if, if everything I've done doesn't indicate to you, I'm not trying to flirt on you. I just genuinely want to know, like, can I talk to you about this? Yeah. Or, like, is this going to be something that's going to, you're going to make some weird straight dude comment to? Right. So I'm just saying that I feel like sexuality, sure, is a private thing that you can remain private with. If you want to so, do so. But who gives a fuck? It's just where you're diddling someone. Like, why not just be
1: open about it? And well, it's such a, I mean, it's such a, it's such a, inherent part of your life and it's such a it's a pretty basic question i think it should be a basic question although at the same time i can understand if somebody i can understand if somebody wants to not tell you i mean it makes then it becomes more suspicious because you're like i'm not asking you to like show me your anything no but like for example tonight
0: you and i we're going to like a gay poker thing yeah right If I was with someone that I thought was genuinely cool, and I would be like... I wouldn't say, hey, do you want to go to this poker thing? Because I don't know if they're gay or straight. So I'm going to ask them. I'm not going to be like, hey, you want to come to this gay poker thing? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. You just ask, dude, are you gay? Right. And I, I, I think we should take down those barriers. So I'm saying the girls, someone, Sophie, someone should have been like, yo, Laszlo... Right. You like to, to lick it or touch it. Like,
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> like, tell us one way or the other. Yeah, that would have be been nice. Yeah. But it would have saved us this whole... It would have saved us 23, 23 ...moderate episode, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My, you want my golden takeaway? Yeah, away? please. My golden takeaway is that I want to now return to those stores that sell practical joke gags. <laughs> <laughs> there has Not one down the street. Yeah. It's I, called wacko. Yes. Yeah. I love that store. Yeah, me And too. I love uh, these stores that... I used to go into as a kid because they were still they were kind of like for the nerd kids you yeah. know like little tricks and stuff like yeah, that yeah. Like invisible pens and all that shit yeah and not that I need to go out and buy a whoopee cushion at a 32 year old man tube yeah. thing. I yes. love that but these stores bring me joy and I now I want to go to the stores that sell whoopee cushions see the problem though I think
0: with that is and this is more of a statement of where we are as a people. Sure. But, like, for example, if I put... If I had a party here or whatever, and I invited people over, and they... I put a fly ice cube in someone's drink. Yeah. I guarantee you someone would be like... Did you check
1: to see if that was BPA free? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they'd like shit talk you on Instagram. Yeah, or of course. I was at a party at a former friend's. Uh, you know, the home of a former friend. When I found an ice cream, it's like yeah. And that's what I think. That's what closed those doors. Yeah. Everyone's know? a little too PC now. A little too PC. But I would love to see a whoopee cushion. I would. I would be. I would be fine if somebody pulled a whoopee cushion joke on me somewhere. Be careful. tonight. And now I them. know. Here. Be careful. careful what you wish for. Yeah, because it might happen at the gay poker a night tonight. At the gay poker night, that might be a little. Embarrassing.
0: Embarrassing.
1: It would be amazing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it would be. yeah. No, when I'm around gay guys, I have to put all my walls up. It's really? How, it's how I thrive. No, I'm kidding. I mean, have you ever um, accidentally farted while having sex? Um, or it's been audible?
1: Um, I, I don't remember, but chances are, of course not. <laughs> I have. Chances are, I think, I think
0: everyone has. Yeah, it's a normal thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. So if someone whoopee cushions you, maybe me at a gay poker night, like. They're like, oh, he's down. He's down to fuck. <laughs> he's clear. <laughs> wow. Um, thank you for doing this. I'm oh, so excited you. that you'll be coming to. There'll be some really fun people coming
1: up. Yeah, I'm you excited. And I.
0: Yeah, and Carrie will be back intermittently. I mean, it's sort of like back and, and
1: I, forth and I always love seeing our engineer who you can't see Fraser the cat <laughs> yes <laughs> Frasier so everything's taking care of. <laughs> he's lazy as he's fuck asleep. just chilling out there he just lets us talk yeah
0: he's just like, doing our thing he's great um, so where can people find you on the interwebs and
1: what do you have coming up that people can look forward to I know second um, season of Younger's out second season of Younger begins has it begun it is super great Thanks. Love it. Thanks. Yeah, I think people I read are the gonna... entire season. Yes, you did. And I think well, you it's worked amazing. On it. A little bit. Yeah. You did. <laughs>
0: yeah. You worked on it. Yeah. Um, and then there's a really funny thing coming up with a dick.
1: With a dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm not
0: going to say anything else, but I'm really good stuff. I cannot. I'm telling so many people that because I, I just will be like, oh my god, you know the younger show. We we'll talk about
1: the younger show, and then I'll be like, just look forward to a dick. Oh, yeah. Just We've also got big guests. We have got Matthew. Uh, Matthew Morrison from Glee. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And David Wayne. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, Martha Plimpton comes back. A Martha lunch. Plimpton? Yeah. Yay, she that's rules. exciting. And then Broad City starts in February. Yeah. So I'm on that, too. And that's been renewed for, what, two more seasons? So two more seasons. Job security. Yes. And then... Uh, also, I worked on tra- Time Traveling Bond, which will be out mm. in... Oh, that's... So, <laughs> Alana, which City. is Elliot's uh, sister, that's a new show coming out. It's just a mini-series that will follow Broad City, I think, around April. Okay. So, it'll just be a three-episode show. It's great. Like an hour and a half. So, so many fun things coming up. Yeah, good stuff. That'll be great. That'll yeah. be great. And where can people follow you on the interweb? Interwet. I said interwet. Yeah. The interwet. We would say the (laughs) interwet. The interwhoopee. Interwets. Um, I'm just like, everything's at Elliot Glazer. E-L-I-O-T-G-L-A-Z-E-R. I I don't use Twitter a lot, but feel free to follow. Yeah. And then um, Instagram, same thing. And Facebook, um, same thing. It's all just like flyers for shows that I do. Gonna be fun. Thanks
0: again. Thanks. For doing this. And guys, I am H. Allen Scott on everything. And uh, while you're following me on Twitter, which if you aren't already, that's stupid. Um, it's, you can go to com for all things Golden Girls. You can also go to outonthelanai.com slash store to pick up some awesome Gigi apparel. Uh, make sure you go to our Facebook page and like us there, because those things matter these days for some reason. Uh, and also, we know that there's been an issue with the um, iTunes podcast app that's that's yeah not going to my episodes so let us know if you have problems with that and we'll help you out with the work around there um and
1: Let's see i want to see if Fraser has any plugs Frazier, do you have
0: anything to say Fraser? frasier
1: he doesn't give a fuck he didn't even move oh, his he head did he,
0: did he? You thought, oh you did hey he's saying anything to say he uh is peeing right now. oh he's peeing yes yes it's weird when he pees because i'll be like I often have nothing, no noise happening. I'm very quiet yeah. in my apartment. I just like to read, and sure. you know, I'm very bookish and alone and dying. Um, and I will hear like Fraser peeing, and it'll be the weirdest thing because it's such a
1: forceful piss. Oh yeah, it's Fraser's like, got the eye on the the, the eye on the prize. <laughs> he knows. When he goes. He knows what's up. Um, and, and guys, did not know cats could poop that big he, until I babysat his poop Fraser.
0: Is huge. I've
1: never. I He's just, a huge cat. Yeah, but again, like be, until Fraser, I was not a cat person per yeah. se, and he totally changed my vibe towards mm. kitties. I love Fraser. He's the only I cat I know a lot. I love him. Yeah, but I also could not believe the size of his shit. Massive. I would didn't. I thought <laughs> cats pooped like pellets. No, his <laughs> shit is impressive. But he's a big old cat, yeah, he is. so you know he's whatever.
0: He's, he's he's a man. Um, and guys, go to HeadGum.com to listen to other great podcasts. And thanks to Spreaker for hosting this podcast. And remember, you probably don't know this with Carrie, and I this at the end of every episode. Um, and remember. Stay golden. Stay <laughs>
1: golden. <laughs> Bye,
0: guys.
1: That was a hate gum podcast.